Hi, everyone. Welcome to Living in Control podcast. I'm Reza Abraham, the author of In Control, a systematic approach to taking complete control of your life and career, and also the founder of In Control Group and organizations with a mission to help people become in control of every aspect of their life. We imagine a world in where most people are in control of their life, a conscious life accompanied by conversion, contentment, and consistency. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about one of the most important pillars in living an in-control life called condition, which is your ability to retain a healthy state of the body, mind, emotion, and soul. Today, we have a very, very special guest who dedicated her life with her work and company to help individuals retain or regain their mental, emotional, or physical health. They can achieve their goals. She is also the author of Why Me First, which is the number one bestseller book in four different categories on Amazon, podcast host, and wellness coach. She speaks on a number of health-related topics such as positive mindset, improve the quality of your health, sleep, and adapt healthy eating habits so you can stay productive and achieve your goals faster. She is here to share with us how to reconnect, recharge, and renew. Let's welcome a good friend of mine, Kajal Karana. Thank you for joining us, KK. Thank you so much for the nice introduction, Reza. Most welcome. Yeah, so Kajal likes to be called as KK. She's more comfortable with that. So we're going to just call you KK throughout the whole things. Yeah. So KK, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to start the work that you're doing right now? Before I actually got into this, I worked in a corporate industry, right? So since my very childhood, I was a very uh, healthy person. healthy lifestyle oriented person i would say you know i would eat healthy i would sleep on time i would go for morning walks and then i finished my graduation and i was working in corporate and after a few years i realized this is not my cup of tea you know i don't want to be doing marketing jobs advertising planning events for other people this is not what i'm passionate about you know and then one day i was contemplating okay what is it that i really want to do and something which i can carry with me across the globe you know i don't want a retail business or i don't want something which is related to a product you know then i'm bind or i'm i have to be limited to a country or a region and then suddenly i realized i am so inclined towards healthy eating and you know i used to swim a lot uh, during those days and I, i thought okay why not do something in the health and wellness industry so i quit my job i left everything behind i was in dubai at that time i went back to india to study yoga and ayurveda and meditation oh wow yeah so when i was studying that i realized that uh, there are a lot of people who also will not fit into this category you know they will not like yoga or probably they are physically sure. not fit to practice yoga then yeah. what is it that i can do more for them then i learned massage therapy and while i was doing massage therapy i realized there are a lot of people who are not comfortable you know by the touch you know somebody touching their body what true, is it true. i can offer more so then i kept exploring and learning and exploring and learning and then i studied reiki healing which is mm. a distance healing you know with yep. energies you send positive vibes to people who want it or even you know un- unintentionally people would ask oh you know what my daughter is sick or my brother is sick can you please send some positive energy healing to them so i studied that and then i moved to singapore i was working there and then i realized that i'm also so inclined towards healthy eating then i studied nutrition and now i'm doing my masters in public health in uk so i'm a fitness freak 
I love giving advice on how, you know, like you were mentioning, it's not one thing. It's uh, a lot of things which incorporate or which, which contribute to our well-being. Mm. So yeah, that's my story in short. Yeah. So uh, what, what, what inspired you actually to get there? Because you mentioned that when you were even small, you've been like, you know, really eat healthy and all those stuff. Like, was it, was it part of like a parenting that you have been go through or it's like you just naturally inborn as a very healthy person? <laughs> it was part of my uh, upbringing as well. Yes. My parents always said, you know, you should eat healthy and sleep on time. Mm. And my dad used to go for morning walks. So that inspired me as well. That was definitely a part of my upbringing but I when I was in my teens or you know immediately after I graduated I was working I saw few sick people around me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when I saw them <laughs> suffer or you know die at a very early stage I think that's what ignited something within me that I don't want to have a lifestyle like this mm. I always want to live healthy and happy and be more productive yeah I don't remember exactly who these people were but there was some kind of, you know, inside, there was a calling that I don't want to live a life like this, you know, suffering or dying early. Correct. Yeah. So but one thing I like about the work that you're doing, you're also looking at health in a very holistic view, right? So you're not just focusing on a physical part or only emotional part or mental part, right? And uh, one of the things that I also came across was that, uh, of course, like, you know, because of my background, which we are coming from, like, you know, I think that uh, what we call that the, the Eastern health traditions, like, especially from like Persian, Chinese, Indian, you know, compared to the Western approaches, you know, we are looking at more of like a holistic health, right? So um, what, what, what have you seen as a connection between uh, all these elements, the four, especially the four elements, which we call it like, you know, your body, your mind, your emotions, and your soul, right? So what, what have you seen as a connection between these four? Like, how does, how does, do they relate to each other? I think they're part of the same system, right? Mm-hmm. It's part of human hum, humanity or human being, I would say, mm-hmm. because it's like a piece of puzzle. If one is missing, you cannot complete the puzzle. So your body, your mind, your emotions and your soul all are interconnected. You can't say that, oh, I can, you know, do better in uh, emotion wise and I can, you know, suck at my mental health. That doesn't work that way. Well-being means you have to think about all the four or five or six pillars, depending on, you know, how many pillars you want to define. So I think it's all interconnected. It's Mm. not different. It's one. It's part of the same puzzle. Sure. So for someone who is uh, listening to us right now and they're thinking like, okay, look here, you know, all I know, it's more of uh, physical because that's, that's something that's very, very common. Like people always, especially nowadays, because of the impact of the social media, people are very conscious about their physical health. Like they go to gym, you know, they go for marathon. Uh, When you see like five of your friends are going for, for some activities, they just follow. But it's, it's very rare that you see the same thing happening in the other aspects of health. So right. for someone who is like very new to holistic health approach, where, where, where does it start? I mean, where is the starting point? Some people, they say, oh, it starts with your soul. Some people say emotion. Some people say you got to take care of your body first. Some people say mind. What's, what's, what's your take on that? 
see my personal experience is definitely it starts with your mind right mm-hmm. without your mental strength you will not be able to do anything so let me give you an example if you're hungry mm-hmm. right your body knows that it's hungry but who's telling you that you're hungry it's your mind right the stomach is sending some signals to your uh mind and then you get this message okay i'm hungry and yeah. probably yes you also feel it around your belly because there are some you know uh, secretions which are happening so you feel hungry but if you're sitting and thinking i want to eat food mm. right you can't just have plate of food on the table mm. you will have to make some effort either cook or you'll have to buy food Mm-hmm. and then you'll have to eat it as well just buying or cooking is not sufficient so how did it all started it started from your mindset mm. from your mind telling you that you're hungry then your body taking action to either produce food or buy food mm. and then also further action is required to eat that food mm. okay so i think it starts from the mind yeah but okay so now i i want to i want to press you a little bit more on this one You see when it comes to the physical part right so i go and stand in front of the mirror i yeah. look at myself i see that for example like oh my belly is coming out you know so i straight away get this notion that i need to exercise you know i need right. to take care of my food but how how people can realize like they have they they got, they got to do something about their mind like what's the trigger there So sometimes a trigger is uh, body uh, shaming, right? Mm-hmm. People think, okay, I'm getting fat, or some people. Mostly, it happens with females, right? If mm-hmm. somebody tells you, oh, you have put on weight, mm. that's such a torture for a female. <laughs> trust me, <laughs> you know. If people will tell you, oh, I, I will trust you. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's body shaming. Sometimes okay. it's self-realization. You know, you mm. start feeling in your body. Your body starts telling you, "Hey, you know what? I don't feel comfortable anymore. My mm-hmm. pants are not fitting me. My shirts are becoming tight." So definitely, there are some kind of signals either our body, our mm. mind, or our society will tell us. Mm. That will start from there. Just standing in front of the mirror and thinking, "Oh, I'm putting on weight." is not going to help there are a lot of people i know some of my friends who are gaining weight year after year after year and they are not conscious and they really don't bother about it even mm. if i have to tell them look what you're doing with yourself you need to take charge of your health and do something lose weight otherwise you're going to end up having heart diseases or different problems in your body nothing bothers them Sure. Absolutely nothing. So there are mix of people, you know. Not everybody is on the same page. There are some people who are self-aware. There are some people whose friends or family will make them aware, and mm. there are some people who don't want to be aware. I would say. Yeah, I think I think that element of uh, consciousness here is like really really important. And uh, even in my work, when we are looking at like living and control life, the the center is all about consciousness. And uh, I I kind of like the way you put it is that uh, like okay for some people it's uh, they they are very self aware. They know that they need to do it, do it, right? But then for some people, they never realize it until somebody pointed out to them. Yeah, it means that, uh, for example, if you are having some uh, unhealthy eating habits, sometimes it's it's not because you are just 
hungry, you know, because your mind is like anxious or you are having some uh, stress. stress with you. So you tend to eat more. But then we're often thinking like, you know, oh, no, the food is nice. I just need to take care of my like uh, my physique. But you don't realize that, hey, you are eating a lot because you do have a lot of stress and you are just trying to solve a symptom, which is right. gaining weight. But you're not talking about your your stress. Is that something that you also deal with that, that people yeah. basically unaware of that? Yeah, we call it eating disorders and eating mm. disorders are mostly connected or related to stress and anxiety Correct. because people go through different situations in their life. It could be divorce. It could be loss of a family member. It could be simple things like maybe it's simple, but not simple for some people, loss of job mm. or, you know, unhealthy relationship. There could be various yeah. different reasons uh, for us to have stress. But unless you don't realize what is causing stress and why am I having this uh, eating disorders, you are not going to take control like you talk about control. So sometimes and sometimes, you know, because you're so stressed and um, there is anxiety, you feel good when you're mm. eating. Mm, so mm, that mm, feeling yeah. good factor helps Correct. you escape that stress. Yeah, you but just replace it with exactly. that. Yeah? You're replacing, mm. you're not finding a solution, but you're making the situation worse. Mm. So definitely we have seen, uh, you know, clients who have gone through eating disorders because of various reasons, and it's mainly related to stress and anxiety. Correct. Yeah, I think I think uh, one of, one of the, 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 the very common things that we found, especially currently, people are complaining about is the issues that uh, the, the COVID brought to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. definitely uh, creating that work-life harmony. It is very, very challenging for a lot of people. Yeah, that, and that causes a lot of stress. So what, what is your best advice to people uh, to, to manage this stress better at the current situations? Because we are in, in, in a COVID all around the world, wherever you are, it's fairly distributed stress for everyone, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and uh, so what, what is the best advice to give to people who are like, you know, feeling completely out of control and uh, too stressed? Right. You're 100% right. You know, this COVID has taken over across the globe. It's not, you know, for one country or one mm. region only. And stress levels for most of the people across the globe has increased because parents are working at home. There are kids at home. Everybody is at home. There are financial stress. Some people were forced to buy extra gadgets for their kids. And, you know, then there are also space stress because there's not enough rooms for you to accommodate your children, your spouse and yourself. So there were a lot of stress and also lack of mobility causes stress, you see, mm. because our body is not moving so much. The blood circulation in our body is not so great. That's why stress levels are increasing. We are, you are, you know, you're limited in one apartment or one house or in one room for number of hours and months yeah. and years now. So the best way to deal with it inside your premises is stand more and walk more, I would say. Put an alarm on your mobile phone every one hour of sitting, you must walk or stand for three minutes at least. Three every minutes. one hour, every one hour. This is something, you know, you have to do it to keep yourself in, you know, insanity, I would say. Yeah. Because the moment you stand up, your chest, in, you know, rises up. 
and the organs in your body which are compressed when you're sitting most of the organs in our body are in the middle part of our body mm. our heart our lungs our stomach so when you're sitting they are compressed blood circulation is not great the moment you stand up there is space created so the blood circulation improves and then you can walk that will help your legs and your back and then you can go back to your work and if you have time second advice i would give is go out and connect to nature at least green, for yeah. 15 minutes even if it's just water and sand you probably don't have too much green around your you know your place but mm. maybe you live somewhere close to an ocean or just sand or water anything even if it's just sunlight or moon or stars leave your gadgets at home go by yourself for 15 minutes walk or sit or stand and admire nature and mm. if you can connect to your breath just close your eyes and watch your breath just following your breathing watching your breath moving in and out of your nostrils helps in relaxing the nervous system and there is evidence to back this yep yep you know i was i was i was reading one of the studies that uh, if i'm not mistaken from netherlands that they did a study about like the people who just like been super stressed and all they did was they just show them the trees and then they study the body like how is reacting when it see a greener just just watching something green you know yeah. it reduce the stress immediately and uh, of course like you know this is this is something that uh, we are often tell people that you just like look outside find the trees and just you yeah. know that can really help to reduce your stress but i like the first the first suggestions that we have given which is uh, just just stand up every one hour and i i agree with you i always i always tell the same thing that putting a reminder for yourself it's it's a really really important things so yeah. uh the way i personally do it is that i often works on a blocks of 30 minutes yeah so uh every 30 minutes in that way you really uh one you work much more efficiently secondly you also understand how your time passed because sometimes you know you're just sitting there you're doing the whole work and then you don't realize like god it's already like 5 right. hours and i'm just like doing the work i didn't even pay attention to anything a time just passed you know and you did not even stand up absolutely and that's why i say use your mobile for some better reasons as well you know not yeah. only scrolling instagram all the time right. up and down right. for 2 hours i have seen people just scroll their instagram and facebook and 2 hours are gone that's yes. it so you should yes. use your mobile phone to you you know keep a reminder and you know yeah for better purposes Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, and another, another, another aspects of the stress has been around like those people who, uh, the the there is a correlation with uh, stress and sleeping. Yeah. So, uh, what what have you seen as a pattern on like you know the the people who can't sleep very well? You know, it's like it's not like they're tired. It's just like you know I know I'm physically tired, but my mind is still working. You know, and I'm I I I just can't sleep. Like. what what have you found in that area i'm very glad you're asking this to be very honest because i'm a very big advocate on sleeping advice mm. and uh, i have seen there is this area of you know sleeping hours or sleeping pattern which is still very <coughs> underrated yep. people talk about staying healthy eating healthy exercise meditation you know reading journaling everything but there are very few people who talk about sleep Mm. and i think sleep is one of the major 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 thing to stay healthy 
Yep. Because when you're sleeping, your body is, you know, repairing all your organs. Yep. There are yep. some fluids in your brain which are released only when you're sleeping. You see, most of our parts of our body has a system where things can be thrown out easily, right? Mm-hmm. Like our skin, we sweat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, what do you call, the toxins come out of our body, right? right. We Water we drink, the kidneys are filtering and waste comes out of our body. Food we eat becomes blood and all the waste is, you know, excreted. But what about the brain? Has anybody thought that how does the brain throw out its toxins? Mm, that's interesting. Right. So when you're sleeping, there are some fluids in the brain which are released and those toxins are released within the brain and that fluid carry it out. We don't even know that process. So there are so many benefits of sleeping on time or not on time, but early, I would say, because Mm -hmm. these days, thanks to gadgets, again, Netflix, YouTube, Instagram, you know, all the iPads and mobiles and TVs we have in our bedroom, our sleeping pattern has been delayed post midnight for Mm. most of the people across the globe. And we think it's normal. I suggest and I strongly say it's not normal. You have to think why did God or if you don't believe in God, why did nature made night? Right? To rest and rejuvenate. Mm. Only when you're resting and rejuvenating, you will be having energy for the next day to do the work productively. So we think, okay, eight hours sleep or nine hours sleep, I can sleep at midnight and wake up at 9 a.m. in the morning or 10 a.m. That's not healthy sleeping. If you go back, our ancestors before the, uh, you know, electronics and all these systems or even before the invention of light, our ancestors used to sleep after sunset. Mm-hmm. They had nothing to do. Of course, after that light came, people started sleeping at probably 9 p.m. Then the television came. Our ancestors, maybe our grandparents were sleeping by 9.30, 10 because they were watching news at 9, 9.30. And then now with this new technology, most of the people finish work by 8, 9. And then they want to relax their minds. So they're again on TV or their iPads watching Netflix. Yeah. You're not letting your brain relax. So for me, I think sleeping by 10 p.m. is the best thing you can do Mm. to have a healthy lifestyle. If you can sleep between 10 to 6, you will escape a lot of issues with your health and your, you know, mindset, I would say. Yeah. So what do you say to those people who say like, I don't check my phone and uh, but my brain is still like working. You know, I'm still thinking how to sleep at 10. Like I know people, they go to bed and then the brains are still browsing and browsing and browsing. You know, your, your, your eyes is closed, but your brain is still working super fast, you know, and you just can't sleep. Right. right. So but what, what, what about those people who like stress? Right. So yeah, insomnia is a big problem, right? So if Mm. you have insomnia, you have a condition, then you need some health advice or some treatment there. But if you're generally very active person, your mind is very, very active, then you have to start analyzing Mm -hmm. what are the few things I'm doing before I go to bed? Are these the things which are causing more, you know, it is aggravating my mindset? 
how can i do things before my bed time which is going to help me get into that zone of sleeping mm. you see you just can't switch off the lights and sleep yeah. most of the people can't even i can't so what we start doing is after 8 pm we stop all the hyper activities i would say you mm. know watching television checking your mobiles or reading emails and you need to dim your lights mm-hmm. if if your lights are still very on the brain doesn't get the signals that it's ready to rest right now so one or two hours before the bedtime you have to start <coughs> preparing and mm. another way to look at it is if you have been sleeping at 12 or 1 am for almost 10 15 years now and suddenly you will say oh i listen to this podcast i i'm inspired and i want to sleep at 10 pm tonight sorry that won't happen <laughs> mm. <laughs> because everything needs time and i say whenever you want to change anything don't jump imagine you want to you are on a ground floor there's no elevator and there's only staircase are you going to jump mm. from ground floor to first floor no yeah you will take the staircase and you take one step at a time sure. so if you have been sleeping at 1 am and now you want to change your sleeping pattern don't jump to 10 pm it won't work in two or three days you'll be frustrated and you'll say i tried it doesn't work with me i give up so my advice is if you're sleeping at 1 start sleeping at 12 30 for 2 mm. 3 weeks just half an hour and then bring it to 12 midnight for another 2 3 weeks then 11 30 and then 11 and then 10 30 so gradually take 3 to 6 months to reach that time time sure so otherwise you can't and like i said if your mind is very active before you go to bed it is going to stay active for another few hours so you'll have to calm your mind your surroundings and prepare your body and your mind and your eyes and your nervous system to get into that sleep zone mm so it's more of like it's a start with uh, first of all removing all the disruptors Absolutely. like you know the phone the light the sound paper magazines uh, yeah and anything that it it kind of like stimulate your brain so right. you you're you're thinking more and then the 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 second points that you put is that uh you may not be able to reach that ideal sleeping time uh all you all you just got to do is just like break it down into the smaller path so that right. you're getting to that point yeah have you have you tried power nap before power nap is only for afternoon mm-hmm. do, are you are you a I fan think, of uh, power nap see do do? it it depends it depends on the country mm-hmm. it depends on your body constitution because mm-hmm. i've studied a little bit of ayurveda so mm-hmm. all of our body constitutions are different right so there are three main elements water air and the phlegm mm-hmm, these three mm-hmm. elements control our body right okay so for some people air is high and fire and phlegm is less you know in the combination of three one is always dominating okay for some people fire is very high so you will see these people who have fire you know fire in their digestive system they are very skinny they eat a lot they never put on weight it's just because their body constitution is like that yeah. and there are some people whose phlegm is very high who feel cold very easily who put on weight very easily mm-hmm. so depending on your body constitution and the weather situation mm-hmm. power naps are good 
they give you more energy it's very good for females it's healthy for their skin and their hair i would say but depends you know if you're not a person who uh, doesn't like sleeping during the daytime and mm. you know for example for myself i have a you know phlegm dominating body so if i'm in a weather for example humid weather like i was in singapore before this if i would take nap in the afternoon my phlegm increases oh really okay yeah. but if i'm in a place where for example we recently moved to uk now it's very cold here mm-hmm. if i take power nap here i don't feel my phlegm has gone so it really depends on your body constitution where you are how stressed you are if you're completely relaxed and you have done nothing since morning then i don't think power nap is going to be very helpful for you but i don't say no or yes to it mm. truly depends on the person the condition and the country they are in yeah so power nap for for me it has been a really one of the the most important part of my energy management i first got introduced to it basically by some of my japanese friends and uh, so you know it's 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 quite common among uh, japanese they sleep in the subways and uh, like everywhere they they even have a word for it you know for 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 power nap and then they are saying like you know those people who are sleeping uh, or or like falling asleep in the middle of the day it's also a correlation that you're working very hard you know so i thought at first it's just like it is a is a japanese things But then uh, later on, I read this uh, book uh, uh, called "Manage Your Energy, Not Your Time" from Tony Schwartz, and then uh, he spoke about like energy management and why is it so important for you to manage your energy better because your body require like two sleeping intervals per day. So one is at night, one is in the summer around like one to three p.m. And I started to taking it, and and finally I managed to figure out actually how to nap like in. 12 minutes which is uh, amazing because once you do that you will have a lot of energy right after that you know and uh, once you learn how to do it uh, is it just like sometimes you just have like 5 minutes and then uh, you know and when you when you wake up you really feel so good but if you sleep like anything more than the 50 uh, more than like 30 minutes so you start to have like that feeling which is a uh, very uh, kind of like you feel Lethargic. like yeah so you feel like grumpy and uh, yeah. just just feeling more tired but it's 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 it's, it's amazing i think for me i It mean I, yeah, yeah i i don't know about like the 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 three elements that you mentioned maybe i'm one of those guys that <laughs> also like nap is like really good for me so no it works i'm not saying no it works mm. i have also tried it many times when i'm tired and i just take 30 minutes nap i feel more energetic and productive mm. but um i also say in my book there is no one size fit all for all anyone right. yeah for anything so there are few things which will work for few people and may not work for others for example if someone is too busy and has too much on their plate and if you force them to take power nap they won't be mm. when they will lie they will be only thinking about their work you know so it really depends i'm not saying it doesn't work it's yeah, a super yeah. powerful tool i would say but if it works for you awesome but if it doesn't work for you don't put pressure on yourself sure. i would say sure how about uh what we call that uh healthy eating habits yeah so that that is one of the things that 
you have done a good work on that area so that you can stay more productive and achieve your goals faster, right? So uh, if you want to share with us some, some advices on uh, eating habits, what would be your top picks? So I would say, first of all, you have to sit and analyze Mm -hmm. what your diet is for first three days. Because if I ask someone, most of the time it happens, what did you eat? For example, Sunday, they don't remember. Mm. Most of the time, people don't remember what they had two days back. Because I don't even remember what I did this morning. (laughs) Right. So yeah, it happens. It happens. A lot of people don't even remember what they ate last night or, or you have to think a lot, you know, put pressure on your mind to recollect what did you eat. So Mm. what I would say is, first of all, take a piece of pen and paper. And for next three days, only note down what you're eating. Don't do anything else. What you ate for breakfast, what was the portion, what was the time, what you ate and, you know, if you had some snack between your breakfast and lunch, what did you eat for your lunch? What was the portion? What was the time? Just write down this for three days in a row. Okay. And then see what are you eating? How much of it is fresh food, home cooked food? How much of it is like processed food? you know, junk food, because world these days is moving towards more process and junk. And thanks to the food industry, they don't want us to eat healthy, to be very honest. Food industry creates a lot of myths around, you know, olive oil, all marketing, all marketing, yeah, about white rice, people say don't eat white rice, it's unhealthy, it's this and it's that. Actually, these are all myths. I would tell people to first see what you're eating, Mm-hmm. And what your parents taught you to eat when you were growing up? What were the healthy eating habits at home? You mm-hmm. know, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, or nuts. So imagine, just hypothetically, there is a table right in front of you. There is raw meat, there are nuts, there are lentils, there are rice. There is fruits, there is vegetables, and there's some salad. Everything is raw on the table. Mm -hmm. And you're super hungry. What are you going to go pick up and eat? I'm asking you. What will you I'm I'm a very fruity person, so I might go for the fruits. (laughs) Right. So you see, there is everything on the table, which is raw, uncooked, rice, lentils, meat, nuts, vegetables, fruits, automatically our body or our mind will pick up things which we can easily eat, right? You are not going Mm. to pick up raw meat and start eating. Yeah. You are not going to put raw rice in your mouth. You are not going to put raw lentils in your mouth. So all this needs processing. But Mm. what is it that doesn't need processing? Nuts, dry fruits, vegetables, salad. So these things are easily digestible by our body as well. And I would say have a combination of all. Don't stick to fruits only. Don't stick to vegetables only. Yeah. One fruit a day is enough. Two or three vegetables are enough. Few nuts are enough. So there's so much pressure from the food industry. Eat this, don't eat that, this and that. And also these big giants coming into, you know, different countries, KFC, McDonald's. <coughs> we are, you know, moving towards a lot of processed food which is causing a lot of ailments in our body. I have seen young kids going to McDonald's at 6 a.m. 
for a healthy breakfast i mean really mcdonald's can give you healthy breakfast it's a piece of bread they fry. call it a healthy breakfast yeah, also exactly you know. so they are playing with human psychology we as an individual need to take charge and think what is right for us and not fall for all these marketing you know things which food industry is throwing at us so i would say first analyze what you're eating what your eating pattern is right now mm-hmm. and then what are the small changes you can bring in you okay know, again you don't want to jump because if you'll jump your body will not accept it your taste buds will not like it mm. so make small changes maybe in out of those three meals try to change one to a healthier version or try to make your dinners lighter you know just have soup or a porridge or something light and don't eat post sunset i would say 7 pm should be your you know literally deadline of putting anything in your mouth that's the time for a lot of people the starting time for eating <laughs> <laughs> in asia yes i would say a lot of people eat they reach back home only after 7 pm so yeah mm. You mean in uh, in Europe and America is not like that? They don't. I eat don't after think 7? so. No, most of the time dinner time here is six six thirty, and I have also, like I mentioned, I've lived in Singapore. Most of my friends who were from America or Canada used to eat by six thirty seven, and even the European friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Asian culture probably is l- like late eating. I would say. Yeah, I mean in Am Malaysia, you can actually find food even at like two a.m. in the morning. Oh yeah, fine. Food is anywhere. But what you eat and what time food. is important. Yeah. <laughs> so so you mentioned that you analyze your food for like three days, yeah. But how do you know which one like you should eat lesser, which one you eat more? How how does it connect to the productivity of the person? So balance is important. Mm-hmm. I will never say eat more protein or avoid fats like mm-hmm. these days people say. Moderation. Yeah, moderation is important for everything. They, our body needs three main macro ingredients, right? Okay. Protein, fat, and carbohydrates are macro. We need in big portions. Yep. Then apart from that, there are micro, which are vitamins, minerals, zinc, sodium, this and that, which you can get from nuts and seeds and all these things. But protein, fat, and carbs have become enemies of people these days. If you notice, yep. oh, I don't eat fat. I want to avoid carbs. I have friends who are on no carb diet, zero carb. But mm. brain needs carbohydrates. Our brain needs carbohydrates to operate and function well. You will see people who have gone off carbohydrates completely are more anxious or get angry very easily. You can reduce the carbohydrates you're eating, but mm. there should be a balance of all three. You know, I will say healthy fats like. Um, olive oil coconut oil clarified butter these are healthy fats but if you are frying everything in cooking oil that's mm. unhealthy yep you know so my micro and macro both are needed rice are not your enemy but yes fried potatoes from mcdonalds every single day are definitely your enemies I sure Sure. But if you bake potatoes at home or you cook potatoes at home or mash potatoes at home once or twice a week it's not going to harm you. Sure. So what you have to you have to be your own advocate of realizing okay out of my three meals what is the ratio of my processed meat or processed food I am eating? Mm-hmm. You know is it 70%? Is it 90%? Is it 80%? Can I eliminate 20% of it? 
to begin with can i replace you know canned food some people buy a lot of canned food beans and tomato puree and all maybe i can use fresh tomatoes in my cooking mm so you have to think like that so everyone's eating habit taste buds cuisine choice is different right yeah correct so we have to sit with an individual and first see what their current eating habits are and how much are they willing to make change with healthy eating options correct correct yeah sorry before i want to end anything which has water like fruits vegetables and mm-hmm. also lentils and rice because we cook that in water mm-hmm. anything which has water is good for your body because your body is made out of 70% of water so it will absorb better anything which is hard like chips this is hard this doesn't if you squeeze it there won't be any water it would be oil that is good yeah <laughs> yeah that's what going to damage your body that's what is going to damage your organs yeah. anything which has natural water from nature like water or juice that's going to be healthy for your body yeah yeah i think i think what you what you have mentioned makes a lot of sense because uh of course like you know the analyzing what you eating it's it's something very important and uh the 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 another part that it's uh so so for those people who are uh not health expert or you know they have like you know you mentioned about the upbringing of the people sometimes impacts the things that we eat and i think as a parent one of the most important responsibilities that we have towards our children to teach them about el- healthier habits of right. eating which is extremely important because uh, like it's it, it it's just amazing you know even even when i'm talking to to my son you know he although i i i always uh talk about like eat healthy my wife is always like promoting and explaining like why this 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 uh, supposed to eat why not to eat that but still they have that tendency like you know mcdonald you know it's it's just like yeah. and and all those toys that they're giving there of course like it attract the kids and it creates that um uh, that that like fun environment for the kids to to go there but we are we are not of course yeah like uh, saying bad about mcdonald it is more of like you know like what you say moderations even i myself sometimes i like to to even have a mcdonald kfc is is not a problem but like what you said every day doing it it's it's that's where the damage comes in and mm-hmm. the only way for people to know it it's um one is to assess what they are eating and also at the same time have like the routine checkup as well that that is another area in health which most people they are not really pay attention to that i know people that they never have done like their checkups you know and uh, when you ask them like why you're not doing it they just say like you know what if i go to the doctor and then the doctor tell me like you are having a high cholesterol your sugar is like this your blood blood pressure is like that right then i can't eat anything and i'm like exactly <laughs> you know? that's that's why you should supposed to do your regular checkup right what yeah. do you think about that yeah you're right but my my thing on that is i'll be very upfront people mm. are just lazy Oh yeah, yeah. People I mean, are just I mean, lazy. In, in your priority list, maybe that's the last one to do. Yeah, people don't want to. First of all, they don't want to change anything. You know, changing your lifestyle Correct. is not so simple. Mm. It's not so simple. It takes a lot of mental strength. It takes a oh, lot yeah. of physical courage to change and yeah. adapt healthy habits. 
Yeah. Even if you want to do one thing, it takes a lot of time and courage to stick to it and see the results. Human mind is playing and thanks to the gadgets again, Mm. everything is available at the click of a button. So we expect results fast, 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 fast. And when we don't see the results, we give up. And then we try something else. Then we give up. Then we try something else. Then we give up. We are playing with our own body, our emotions and our mindset. So checking is really secondary, I would say, you know, self-check comes later. Mm. First, you have to start incorporating healthy habits in your life. How healthy are you? And by this, I don't mean your body weight. I'm sorry. Mm. Because... I have I don't check my body weight on the scale. Mm. I do not believe in that because it's a number. And when people see, oh, 90 kgs on the scale, it's not all body fat. Your organs have weight, yep. blood has weight, your brain, you know, everything has weight, your joints, every part of the body has some kind of weight. So mm. everything you see on the scale is not your body fat. Mm. Do not fall for that number on the scale. Mm. How you feel within your body. When you wake up, mm-hmm. are you energetic or are you lethargic? Do you want to sleep for five minutes more or the moment you open your eyes, you feel fresh? Mm. That means the quality of sleep, yeah. the food you're eating, the exercise you're doing, the mobility of your body. So it is a lifestyle like mm. we started discussing. It's not one thing. Correct. It's a combination of all. So, you know, checking comes later. First, you need to ask yourself, how healthy are you and how much longer do you want to live? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think our body is like pretty much telling us like, you know, how you sometimes you feel like so exhausted and uh, sometimes you just feel like mentally tired. Uh, you did not do much, but you're just feeling very, very Brained exhausted. Yeah, you kind of yeah. like, you know, you're feeling brain down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so that's 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 something very interesting to talk about. So, uh, yeah, so um, let's uh, let's just wrap it up. So, KK, what's the best health advice you ever got in your life? Um, best health advice. There were many actually, and I would give credit to my to... mom for this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, she always, always told me like two things I will share, which was incorporated into my body and my mind since my childhood. Mm-hmm. She said, "Early to bed, early to rise makes oh. a man healthy, healthy wealthy, and wise. and wise." Yeah. This was one thing she kept on repeating, even though, like you were sharing right now. Our children don't understand the concept of healthy eating doesn't matter. We Mm. still need to teach them because I remember when I was young, my mom was teaching this. I did not understand at that point. But when I grew up, I realized and I value those words now. And second thing, she said, everything in moderation. Mm. Excess of anything is bad. Correct. She grilled these two things into my head and I... I at least try to do everything in balance and I teach the same thing to my kids. Moderation, moderation, moderation. When you're sleeping, sleep in moderation. When you're studying, study in moderation. When you're eating, eat in moderation. When you're playing, play in moderation. So everything has to be in moderation because excess of anything is bad. Sure, sure. And uh, if everything remain as the current status where it is, what would be like, one simple action that 
everybody should take in order to improve their health, whether it's a mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual health, right? So what, what is one thing that you tell like the audience to, uh, to improve? Love. Because love. I think people have forgotten to love. And laughter mm. in itself is a therapy. And there is research on this as well. When you laugh, your body produces more T-cells. And these mm. T-cells are cancer. Yeah. Yeah, cancer-fighting cells. And people these days hardly smile. Yeah. So I would say 14 minutes of laughter. Find a movie which will make you laugh or find friends who will make you laugh. Yeah. You know, find good company around you. Listen to positive things. Read positive things. Laugh for at least 10 to 15 minutes every day. Stay happy and spread happiness. Sure, sure. That's 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 uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, there is a lot of benefits actually for laughters, right? And then, um, so there's there's this study that I was reading that an average adult per day uh, will laugh only about four minutes. An average kid per day will laugh about four hundred minutes. And so what happened to us is that we just allow all the problems and headaches is just like bring to us and people just simply forgot to laugh. And like what you mentioned about like T cells and, and sleeping, especially, you know, there are studies that it shows like for one of the best remedies for insomnia is like laughter is just like, you know, about an hour before you go to sleep, they say like, you know, watch something funny, a comedy or something. It can help them basically to, to improve their even health. Uh, uh, sleeping quality. That's that's amazing. All right. So thank you so much, KK, for being with us. So where these people can find you? So I'm most of the time on LinkedIn. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kajal Kurana. And I'm also on Instagram. And otherwise, you can uh, follow me on my podcast, Bonfire Entrepreneurs, Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. And also, sure. I'm on Amazon. Like you mentioned, my book is on Amazon. Why me first? So these are the awesome. places you can find me. Sure. We will put all the links for all the information to the podcast as well. So thank you so much for being with us, KK. And as usual, guys, I would like to wish every one of you lots of love, lots of laughter and lots (laughs) of learning. And never forget, when you love what you do, when you love who you do it with, when you love who you do it for, and when you love how you do it, you can live an in-controlled life. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, KK, for joining us. Thank you, Thank you for having me. It was a Thank pleasure. You. Hey, my first book in control is now available for order. You can get it wherever you are from Shopee, Lazada, Book Depository, and Amazon. If you like what you see, click on the like button down there. Subscribe to my channel so that you won't miss out on any of my new videos.